0: There have been different reports stating that more believers today are becoming more illiterate according to what God's word says than ever before. They're following dreams, they're following visions, but they're not ascertaining and sifting through the word of God to see if these dreams and visions are even biblical or even part of God's plan. There are men and women who are are sharing these visions and dreams. Then they share a couple Bible verses and they just take off. But God has a plan. His orchestration. And just think about this. When Yeshua was in the garden and the weight of sin was being placed upon him. In his humanity, he asked the father, father, is there some other way? And the father said, no. And Yeshua said, your will be done. I know that we have since this past year has been a year of pressure cooker lifestyle. I'm here to encourage you with these words. I believe that 2021, the pressure will even intensify even more. But know this: who is in control of the pressure cooker in our lives? Did not Yeshua say you will you will face persecution, you will face trials, you'll face times of tribulation in your life? Absolutely. But know this: he was more than a conqueror. And what does the scripture say? We are more than conquerors for those who were a Messiah Yeshua. It's amazing. More believers are being revealed under life. How they have walked before the Lord in non-pleasing ways in his sight. It's amazing. We have the Ruach HaKodesh to show us how the Father truly sees us. So that we would not walk in condemnation, but we would walk in the light of the Lord. And agree with the Father. If there is unconfessed sin in our lives, you know what we need to do right now? Confess that sin. Be reconciled unto God. Because know this, bride of Messiah. He's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And part of the bride that is just going on the same old, same way as before, it's going to be revealed in your heart where your heart is. Is it for the Lord? Are you looking for your Redeemer to come back? Is your love for the Lord, has it been increasing or has it been decreasing in this past year of 2020? It's beautiful when the Lord pulls away our things that we put our trust in so that we can put our trust totally and completely in Him. And so, Father, we just want to give you all glory and honor and praise for sustaining us, for making this provision for Zoom, our phones, to be in communication with us. But if all those are taken away from us, we know that we can put our hope and trust in Yeshua and the spirit of the living God. God is not bound by Facebook or any other ways means of communication. What would happen to believers if all our computers, our communication, our telephones were taken away from us? Is that possible? Could that happen in the future? Absolutely. Were we able to live and serve the Lord before we even had these devices? Absolutely. How long has the body of Messiah even had these devices? And notice this. What is one of Hasatan's name? The prince of the power of the air. Think about that for one moment. But know this, that the prince of the power of the air is under subjection of him who sits upon the throne in the heavens. Now, my question is this for you, my brothers and sisters. Is he currently sitting on the throne in your lives? Are you looking to him for your hope? Or are you looking for your government or your place of employment? I really believe that this year, 2021, God is going to shake believers as he's never shaken us before. We have to be shaken into God's reality. Not the world's reality. Because we can see right now, this world is drifting away. Governments are drifting away from the presence of the Lord. Our own American culture, Western culture, is drifting away from God right now. We see the things that that God says are profane are now being proclaimed as brand new freedoms. Brand new identities. Where is your identity today? Is it in Messiah? See, the world is going into this deception. There are so many brand new identities coming out that lead to what? Delusion and apostasy. God is calling out his body, he's calling out his bride. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you searching the scriptures? Are you meditating on that? Because I have to tell you, as I'm speaking today at any moment, those that are listening in could eliminate this resource for us. How are we going to go forward if that's taken away from us? Do you have his written word in paper? What if your cell phone or your computers no longer work anymore? Because those that have that power and authority to take it away from you. And let's say one day even our written Bibles are taken away from us. Have you hidden God's word in your hearts for these multiple years that you have walked with him as a believer? I would encourage everyone right now, your reading material should be a much greater percentage in God's word than anything else that has been written. Because what is going to sustain us in this upcoming year and years yet to come as the Lord tarries? It's God's word. And so, Father, we ask now that your word would go forth. And accomplish what you desire it to do. We'd be fully equipped and empowered to not only for our own lives, but also those who are watching us and see us go through all these shakeups in our lives. May your glory of Yeshua that dwells within every believer be manifested to all your neighbors, your co workers. And everyone around you. We ask this in Yeshua's name. amen This is part three. There has been those people of the part of the body of Messiah. Who have been led astray. In believing that when the anti-Messiah comes. They will go war with him. And they're also saying this. That they're preparing a utopia upon this earth for Yeshua to return to. By their visions and by their dreams, they proclaim that this is the new revelation that has come from God. This is an opposite completely of what God's word teaches. So today's message is entitled Harpazo the second coming of Yeshua, part three. You see, many of us have forgotten because, you know, there are certain portions of Scripture that we read over and over and over again. When was the last time you read the book of Job? You fill in the blank. There are certain portions of Scripture that we have, may have read years ago. I will be very, very soon will be celebrating my next birthday. I will be 61. And now I have to do my math. I came to be a believer in Messiah. Put my trust in Messiah at age 12. And so with that, from that time forward, did I read the Tanakh prior? Yes, I did. But I was introduced to the Brit Hadashah at age 12. And I saw more revelation of what spoke of the Lord. And so now going back to the scripture here, there is harpazo, which in the Greek means to be caught up. I know we speak English. But in the book of First and Second Thessalonians, it was written originally in the Greek. So the word caught up, all right, harpazo, is an event. Now, if you were then to look at another word, it is called the Day of Adonai, or the Day of Yeshua. And if you were to read in the, in the Tanakh, it has nothing to do with harpazo, or being caught up. Okay? And so with this, the Day of the Lord in the Tanakh says this, The dreadful or the terrible day of the Lord. Because you know what? When the Lord comes back and lands upon the Mount of Olives, you know what he's about to do? He's about to bring judgment upon this earth. And how do we know this? Let's see what the scriptures say. Turn now, if you will, with me. And this is i got to get my right spot here. Here we are. Matthew 24, 30. Matthew 24, 30. Matthew 24, 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the tribes of the land will mourn. And they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with tremendous power and glory. Now, Yeshua was speaking this to his Talmudim here. That's speaking about his second coming. The day of the Lord, the day of his wrath, his judgment being dealt with this earth. And how do we know this? Because... Rav Shaul spoke of this, all right? This would return would be a time of judgment and wrath upon the wicked. And where do we find that? Turn with me now. Excuse me, I'm going to back up here a second. Very, very important. When, when Yeshua declared those words, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And then he says these words, and all the tribes of the land will mourn. Where is that taken from? It's taken from the book of Zechariah, chapter 10, chapter 12, verse 10. He's speaking of the terrible and dreadful day of his return. He's not talking about believers being caught up, being translated Those that are in the graves coming up and raising from the dead. He's not speaking in this portion here of those that are living believers to be caught up to be with him and be forever to be with them. These are two separate events. So let's move forward here. And they will see this is uh, Matthew chapter 2430. And they will see the son of man when it starts there. The Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. That's speaking in the latter part there of Zechariah chapter 12. And so when Yeshua proclaimed this to their to the Talmudim, they weren't thinking about, oh, that's in Matthew 24, 30, because it was being said to them by Yeshua. But Yeshua was quoting Zechariah. Chapter 12, verses 10 through 14. And imagine this. Who is speaking it to them? But the one who is the Adonai, the day of the Lord, who's going to be coming back. So Rav Shaul spoke of Yeshua's return as a time of judgment and wrath. Upon whom? The wicked. Where do we find that? We must now turn to 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Remember, this book was written in Greek. First Thessalonians, excuse me, 2 Thessalonians, excuse me. It's easy to get those two mixed up. They're right next to each other. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses. Verse 7. For already this separation from Torah is at work secretly, but it will be secretly only until he who is restraining is out of the way. Then the one who embodies the separation from Torah or the separation from law will be revealed. The one whom the Lord Yeshua will slay, with the breath of his mouth, and destroyed by the glory of his coming. We have to break this down. Let's start here again. For already this separation from Torah is is at work secretly. What is Torah? God's will, God's plan for a Redeemer to come. And so we are introduced to an individual that separates himself from God's truth. This person is the anti-Messiah, the Antichrist, going forward. But it will be secretly only until he who is revealed. Who is the he here? But the anti-Messiah, the Antichrist, is revealed. Notice this in chronological order. It's after First Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 17 take place continuing here the one in whom the antichrist the one in whom the lord yeshua will slay with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the glory of his coming his second coming on the earth we have to look next door to give ourselves the proper balance here Turn with me now, right next door, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. And as you're turning here, your, I'll give you a background. These people were taught falsely by another individual, not by Rav not by Timothy, not by Titus, not by any other living apostle at this time. They were taught by someone else that the day of the Lord, and as I mentioned to you earlier, the day of the Lord is when he comes down on the Mount of Olives and he judges this earth. He's coming back not as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. No, his mission at his second coming is to come back as a lion of the tribe of Judah, the King of kings and Lord of lords. So let's now get the clarification here as we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Now, brothers, we want you to know the truth about those who have died. Otherwise, you might become sad the way other people do, having no hope for. For since we believe that Yeshua died and he rose again, we also believe that in the same way, God through Yeshua will take with him those who have died. Now, is he speaking here of non-believers? No, he's speaking of believers who put their faith and trust in Messiah. Let's go forward. When we say this, we base it on the Lord's own word. Who's the Lord but Yeshua himself. We who remain alive when the Lord comes, okay, when he comes, it doesn't say his second coming, or the day of the Lord here. But when he comes, see, he will, he will descend to the clouds. And those who are dead in Messiah will rise up, who put their trust, they will ascend to be with him. And those that are living and alive, they will then instantaneously join them. Let's continue here in the scripture. The Lord's own word. We who remain alive when the Lord comes will certainly not take precedence over those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. With a rousing cry and will call from one of the ruling angels with God's great Shofar and those who have died united with Messiah will be first to rise. Then we who are left and are still alive will be caught up with the Lord in the clouds. Notice this. Where is Yeshua? He's not on earth. This isn't his second coming. This is not the day of the Lord, his judgment. Let's go forward here. To meet the Lord in the air, and thus we will always be with the Lord. So encourage one another with these words. Now, what I've read to you and shared with you in Second Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, is a total separate and different event. When a bridegroom is sent by his father to go and get his bride, that's a private matter. He goes with his friends, they play music, and they go and get the bride. When Yeshua descends from heaven and goes to the clouds, and the announcement that he has come by the blowing of the shofar, his bride, both those who have died and put their trust in the side, will rise up first, and they will become alive, and they'll be transformed, and those that are living will all also be transformed and what will happen they will go to be with the lord in the clouds and they will forever be with him now does he remain in the clouds are we just hanging out in the clouds no we then proceed to go into heaven so let's go forward here praise be to god Verse 10, 1 Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. I have to back up to verse 9. When this man who avoids Torah, he avoids the truth, comes, the adversary will give him the power to work all kinds of false miracles, signs, and wonders. Think about that. The adversary, who is the adversary but Hasatan? Who is this individual that he's giving this power and this authority? His own power and authority, he's giving it and bequeathing it to this anti-Messiah. There are men and women who are part of the body of Messiah, who've been walking in miracle, signs, and wonders that I believe are not of God, but are from the adversary that is have been given to them so that they can deceive the elect of God. Does not Yeshua say, Do not be deceived. Be deceived. For in the last days, there will be those false Messiah, false miracle workers to deceive the elect of God. You now you may be saying, Well, how can you say that, Rabbi Frank? Think of Moshe, Moses, when he took his staff and he threw it down. And the magicians, those who had the occult works, signs and wonders, did likewise. But what did God do? He allowed the staff of Moses that became a snake devoured those other snakes. See, God's Power and wonders overrule the prince of darkness. Think about that. Our adversary, the devil, has the capability to do lying signs and wonders and even false miracles. Isn't it amazing that when Yeshua was on this earth, people were more interested in his signs and wonders and miracles? Did not Herod say that he was thrilled when Yeshua was brought before him during his trial? his multiple trials, and he said from his own mouth that's recorded in scripture, oh, wonderful, he's here. Possibly he can now perform a miracle for me to see. Let's go forward here. This man who avoids Torah, which is truth, God's redeeming truth, comes. He now arrives. He's now revealed, okay? But this is after Harpazo has taken place. Let's go forward here. The adversary will give him power to work all kinds of false miracles, signs, and wonders. And he will enable him to what? To deceive. Are you listening? What did Yeshua warn his talmudim? Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. How do we forego not being deceived? By reading and meditating on God's word. Our adversary, the devil, is what? The fathers of lies and all deceit. He will produce and has been producing through the centuries lying wonders, signs, and false miracles. Let's continue here. Verse 10, and he will enable him, the Antichrist, who's the he but the adversary, He will enable him to deceive all kinds of wicked ways. You think what we're seeing right now as our Western culture and the culture of the nations are changing, we're alarmed right now. Hasatan has even more wicked ways of deception, part of his arsenal that he's going to be revealing in the near future. What did did Yeshua say? The end times will be like this. It will be like the days of Noah. Men and women doing what is right, what they believe and conceive in their own hearts. Can't we see this being lived out to us today, literally? We're living in such a time as that. But we have hope. Are you looking for a redeemer to come? Are you looking for the harpazo to come? But are you proclaiming the good news? Have you returned to your first love, Yeshua, the Messiah? Are you about the Father's business and proclaiming the good news? Ensuring the light and the hope that's within you? Let's continue here. He will enable him to deceive in all kinds of wicked ways. Those who are headed for destruction. Think about that. Abba, Father God is allowing that to happen. Let's continue here. Because they would not receive the love of the truth. What's happening in America right now? Our judicial system is being turned inside out, upside down. We're crying out for justice. What's happening in America? What's happening in the world's courts? Where can we find justice? Only in God's court. For every word, spoken and unspoken, every action done and undone, will one day every person who's ever lived on this earth will have to give an account. Let's go forward. He will enable him to deceive in all kinds of wicked ways those who are headed for destruction because they would not receive the love of the truth. What is going to keep us right now sane? i got to be very honest with you. But the love of God's word, which is the truth. Even though chaos is going on all around us, Know this, those that walk in truth shall be delivered and walk in God's provision. Let's go forward. He will enable him to deceive all kinds of wicked ways. Those who are headed for destruction because they would not love, would not receive the love of the truth that could have saved them. God has given all of us a free will. All of us have had the evidence of Yeshua as being the Messiah by the spirit of the living God revealed to us. That's how we came to salvation by putting our trust. We were convicted by the spirit of the living God that we were lost and we were without hope. Conviction, not condemnation. And so with this, we receive the truth. But those that are living in that day, and the anti-Messiah hasn't even come yet. Think about that. Can you point him out? I can't. And what happens here is that when the anti-Messiah is revealed, the Antichrist is revealed, where's the body of Messiah? Where's the bride of Messiah? They've already been ushered in the presence with their bridegroom. God has not destined for his bride to have poured out upon her head and his head, his role male and female, one of Messiah, has not allowed, is not going to allow for his wrath. To be like this: your father-in-law wanting to destroy you when you walk into his house, accompanied by his son, who's your bridegroom, and you're his bride. And he wants to literally destroy you by his wrath. See, we have to take this in proper context. The Lord would never do that. And would Yeshua? And you know, we husbands, we're, we're, we're encouraged to be what? We're to be like Yeshua is with his bride. He's our example. We husbands are to do what? Protect to revere, to honor, to cherish our bride. You think Yeshua is going to allow his bride, both Jews and Gentiles, one Messiah, to go and to receive the wrath that's going to be poured out upon them? Absolutely not. Let's continue here. The truth that could have saved them See, as God is pouring out his wrath upon this earth, that's recorded in the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, the book of Zechariah, he's pouring out his wrath. So men and women will come to the end of themselves, just as you and I did. And to acknowledge our only hope is putting our trust and faith in Messiah. But you see, these people that are living in that day, they will have a leader upon this earth that the whole world believes at that time is the Messiah. And he's not. And why will they believe it? Because he has the answer. He has these signs, these wonders, these false miracles. And so they have no way of judging and discerning. Because these people that are living on the earth at that time don't have the Ruach HaKodesh to lead them in all truth. You may say, well, what about the Jewish people that are going to be still living on this earth? They have the Torah. They have the Tanakh. They have the Spirit of the Living God leading them. And as the veil is removed from their eyes, when God sends these two witnesses in the future and raises up and anoints these 144,000 who are sealed by God and they go to all the nations. So you see, the nation of Israel was to be what? The light to the nations. And what is the light that they bring? But Messiah himself. God is going to con- 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 fulfill his will. By having the nation of Israel as a light to the nations, this is all going to come about. Now let us move now forward here. Now let us turn now to Zechariah chapter uh, twelve, verses ten through fourteen. Chapter twelve, verses ten through fourteen. Remember, the focus today is on the day of the Lord, his second coming, his judgment. So we can see that there's a difference between these two events. Zechariah, chapter 12, verses 10 through 14. And I will pour out on the house of David, on those living in Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and prayer. And they will look to me whom they pierced. And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And there will be bitterness on his behalf, like the bitterness for a firstborn son. And when that day comes, there will be a great mourning in Yerushalayim. Mourning like that had been from Hadad Ramon in the Megiddo Valley. Then the land will mourn, and each family itself. The family of the house of David by itself, and their wives by themselves. and The family of the house Nathan by itself, and their wives by themselves, and the family of the house of Levi by itself, and their wives by, their, by themselves, and the family of Shimni by itself, and their wives by themselves, and all remainings of each by itself, and their wives by themselves.'" And so this will be the time when the nation of Israel recognizes that Messiah is their only hope. Now, in 2 uh, uh, Thessalonians 7 and 10, it speaks of the, the fiery flame that God will cause to come about. This is connection, reference point, is Isaiah chapter 66, verse 15. So let us turn together to Isaiah chapter 66, verse 15. Now this is speaking. And as Yeshua's Talmudim heard him speaking about the day of the Lord, the day of his judgment, These scriptures out of Isaiah would come to their heart and mind. Because remember this, the people, the Talmudim of Yeshua, they didn't have scrolls in their household to read from. They had to read them when they went to the synagogues, if they were called forward to read. And so they would meditate on God's word. And so as Yeshua spoke that he would be coming back to bring judgment, This is what they heard. For look, Adonai will come in fire. And his chariots will be like the whirlwind. To render his anger furiously. His rebuke with a blazing fire. For Adonai will judge all humanity with fire. And with the sword. And those slain by Adonai will be many. And notice this. When, when Adonai Yeshua returns, who is the very first one that he puts to death? But the anti From the breath of him, he consumes him. Going forward here, here's another similar scripture. Now let us turn to Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 25. Jeremiah is right next door. Jeremiah chapter 10. And verse 25. Pour out your anger on the nations that do not acknowledge you. Also on the families that do not call on your name. For they have consumed Yaakov, and consumed him, and finished him off, and laid waste to his home. Also now, continuing now to Psalms. Psalm chapter 79, verse 9. You know, it speaks much in the Tanakh of the day of the Lord over and over and over again. Psalms chapter 79, 79 verse 6. Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't know you, on the kingdoms that don't call out your name. What name were you and I saved by? What was the name given to us that we could gain God's salvation? The name Of Yeshua. Why will God through Yeshua be coming back upon this earth? To judge those who would not receive his name. But notice this that when he does return, in that time frame, all the nations of the earth have come against the nation of Israel. And what does the Jewish people cry out when they see him descend? They call Baruch HaBab HaBashem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Adonai. And what did Yeshua say to the people while he was in Jerusalem before he was crucified upon that tree? He said, you will not see me again until you have said these words. Baruch HaBab HaBashem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is all interwoven. We have to know God's word inside out so it can transform us inside out. Where are you putting your trust today? Where's your hope? Is it in God's word? Or is it man's promises, visions, and dreams? Let's go forward here. That is that these people will not listen to the good news. And what did Rav Shaul say in 2 Thessalonians there? The reason why God is allowing this delusion to come upon them is because they reject his Torah. And what is God's Torah? His truth of his redemptive plan. They choose not to love and to serve the Lord. And they're going to be judged because of it. Let's go forward here. On that day, excuse me, let's now turn to Isaiah chapter 2, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 10. 2, verse 10. Verse 10. Come into the rock. Who's the rock? Who's the rock of your salvation but Yeshua himself? Where did God say to Moshe when Moshe said, I want to see you? He put him in the cleft of the rock and he passed over him. Adonai did. Come into the rock and hide in the dust to escape the terror of Adonai. See, when Yeshua comes back, he's coming upon a terror, as a terror to this earth. And the glory of his majesty. Now let us go down now to verse 19. The people will enter the cracks and the rocks and the holes in the ground to escape what? The terror of Adonai. Does Rav Shaul say anything about that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 through 17? No. This is another time. This is what he sets his feet upon this earth. This is when he judges those that are living at that time. Notice this, that as the Jewish people call, cry out, Baruch HaBab and Adonai, they recognize, they mourn, and they are giving what? The spirit of repentance. And they're reconciled to God. This is the day where I believe Yom Kippur is going to be fulfilled. See, the Lord has, Adonai has not fulfilled his fall feasts yet. He's fulfilled the four, the, the four uh, spring feasts, but he has not fulfilled the fall feasts as of yet. And what does Romans say? That in that day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, when he is, he is killing the wicked, that in that time, that all Israel shall be saved. Let's go forward here. Verse 19, people will enter the cracks and the rocks and the holes in the ground to escape the terror of Adonai and his glorious majesty when he sets out his convulsive on the earth and shakes the earth. He's going to be shaking the whole earth. Why doesn't it there say anything about believers? We're the believers. Are we to be hiding in the rocks and the ground too? To avoid the terror and wrath of God? Of course not. Why? Because we're the bride of Messiah and we're in his presence. You know this, when he does come back, we will accompany him. It speaks in that in Revelation. I'll be sharing more on that at a later date. When he comes back to judge this earth, we will accompany him. His bride, both Jews and Gentiles, when a Messiah, we will accompany him. And what will he set up upon this earth? His millennial reign. We all have a part in Messiah's millennial reign. But we're not preparing that place for them. And this is where I need to interject. There's a part of the body of Messiah is teaching this. This is what they're teaching. They're teaching that they're going to make this whole world become a Christian utopia for Yeshua just to come down and, hey, here, Yeshua, go sit on your throne. That's not what the scripture says. Yeah, but brother so-and-so, sister and -and so-and-so, they got a vision. They were translated into the heavens, and God gave this to them. Those are lies. I truly believe this. Where they're being transported to is not heaven. They're being transported to a place where Hasatan, the deceiver, is leading them into apostasy rabbi frank you've really said it now you've really said it now boy are you going to be disfellowshipped so what it's time for us to stand by god's word his word alone because you know what he's coming back for a remnant You know what's being found out right now in a lot of congregations that are now meeting in person? Very few have come back. Why? Because all that attended those assemblies, those congregations were not true believers. You've heard this illustration many, many times before. If you happen to walk into a, into a garage, you do not become a car. There are many people who are sitting in congregations in the past and in the presence that don't and have not put their trust in the Lord. And when that harpazo happens, just think, if they're all assembled, if they meet on a Sunday or whatever day of the week they meet, you know what's amazing right now? There are believers that are meeting on multiple days of the week in Bible study, prayer. They're having services on Zoom and all these other great things right now. It's happening on various days of the week. But let's say it's, it's on a mega congregation. You f- say the name out there. But when the harpazo happens and those who truly have a relationship, see, because Yeshua is coming back for his bride. And I I use the analogy here. Remember those 10 virgins and only a few went in and they were part of the the wedding. And when they come back with their oil that they purchased, they're knocking at the door. Let us us in. What does the host come and say? Depart from me, for I never knew you. To a place of gnashing of teeth. In utter darkness. See the Lord knows his own. Did he not say that in the future. That when the Lord comes. And he divides and he judges. His sheep and the goats. His own words. Their own words. Did we not prophesy? Did we not do miracles in your name? I ask you this question. Were there miracles and their signs and their wonders and their prophecy? Was it from God's strong room? Or was it from the deceiver, Hasatan? Did not Rashaul warn those believers at his time that out from amongst you will come men in sheep's clothing, ravenous wolves that will lead you astray? And if that was true 2,000 years ago, is it not true today? How do you know whether a rabbi or a pastor is telling you the truth? Well, he has a reputation, he has a great following. He's written books in the past that were biblical, but what today? What about today? Is he pointing you towards the Lord? Or is he saying, "Hey, I need more money. I gotta buy another plane. I gotta buy another mansion. It's all about me, not about Yeshua." And so back to that thought earlier: when that harpazo happens, and you know they they record these services. There's a camera on the people that are speaking or leading worship. There's also cameras on the audience that kind of look over the audience. And when Harpazo happens, when the catching away happens, how many people will still be left? Do I believe that those who are lukewarm in their hearts towards the Lord, who may have, said that, yeah, I did pray a little prayer years ago, but there was no fruit. They fell away. But to keep up appearances, they kept going to this mega congregation. They had no relationship with the Lord. There was no transformation going in their hearts and minds for years. Will these people be left behind? Yes. Because they're not his bride. Rabbi, you're going way out there. You got to hear the truth. So, with this, is it possible that those who were lip service believers, is it possible that as they go through the great tribulation and not being the true bride of Messiah, is it possible that they could then repent and give their lives truly to the Lord? You know what? What what the Antichrist will be doing that time? He'll be lopping off people's heads if they don't take that mark upon their hand or upon their forehead. Are all these things coming familiar? Is the Spirit of the Living God speak into your heart right now? Are you ready? Are you His? Is He your first love, or are you playing games? Harpazo. Being caught away can happen any moment. Rav sure believed that in his time, it could happen to him. Did not Yeshua say, be ready, be prepared? Because you don't know when I'm coming back. He said he will come back as a thief in the night. And I'm going to end on this right now. Did not Yeshua say in Matthew 24 that there will be two men that are walking and working in a field? One will be taken, the other one left. There will be two women that are working at the mill, they're they're making flour out of grain. One will be taken, one will be left. I'm constrained by the Lord to share this message with you and to share and for you to turn to the scriptures. Meditate on it. Let no one deceive you. So, Father God, we ask right now, by the power of your ruach, that you will remove this slumbering giant, which is the called out bride of Messiah. May you shake her to the core of her soul. If she has fallen out of love with you and she has other lovers upon this earth, if she loves another man, another pastor or rabbi, and put that person in your place, reveal the deception that she's gone after other lovers. May she return to her first love. May she truly repent. May the spirit of the living God speak to her yet again, even though she's deafened her ears to his voice. So Father, we intercede upon for brothers and sisters who have lost their first love. You warn in the book of Revelation of a congregation that lost its first love. On all outer appearances looked like they were wealthy, they were doing right. But you said to them, I will remove their menorah, their lampstand, unless you repent. So Father God, now we turn the fingers towards ourselves we ask that the spirit of the living God would search our hearts our minds our soul and spirit if there's anything profane that we do either outwardly or in secret you would reveal that to our hearts that we will repent we'll gain the victory over that sin in our lives almighty God because you're coming back for a bride without spot or a wrinkle. And the one that prepares us and adorns us and prepares us is the spirit of the living God that leads us into all truth. So, Father, we ask right now that the spirit would speak to our hearts, that we would do true fruits of repentance, and that we would look towards our Redeemer, who is at the threshold of hearing his father's voice and say, now go and get your bride. Now is the time. Now is the day. Now is the hour. Only the Father knows when that's going to be. We thank you, Father, that we can walk in your ways and live according to your word. And to proclaim it. And to know surely what the word of truth, what your Torah says to us. That Yeshua is our redeemer and he's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Father, may we have contrite hearts. May we fulfill your will and proclaim the good news as never before to those who are lost and dying in this earth. We humbly ask and pray in Yeshua's name. Amen.